Welcome, humans, to Don't Skip the Intro, a weekly podcast where we pass judgment on the intros and theme songs of every TV show under the sun. I'm Dan Giada, and joining me every week is the Orco to my counselor, Zayas, your co-host. Hey, it's Ryan, and uh, I'm enjoying a banana split right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nats on it or lice? Uh, <laughs> a little bit of anchovies and, you know, um, some of that weird fruit they eat. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it looks like an orange with warts on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we've alluded to it, but it's a little obscure. So we're just going to tell you what it is, although it's probably in the title of the podcast. So you already, you know, the title of this episode. So you already know Humans it can't read. <laughs> But this week, we are talking about Planet of the Apes, the, the short-lived TV series, obviously. Yeah, I. All right, can you clarify this with me? The movie came out before the show, right? Yeah, they referenced the movie in the first episode. What part? Um, Counselor Zayas says that other humans had come. Uh, other astronauts had already come to the Planet of the Apes. Oh. Um, I mean, there might be. I don't know, like, where canonically this falls, but, yeah, he's, he's referencing um, either Charlton Heston in the original or subsequent movies. Okay. I, I, I just didn't get that, but that makes sense. And this intro is, it's a little, it's a little trippy. That's true. <laughs> it starts off with... Um, what is that opening shot? Is that like, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a light, but is that supposed to be the sun? Because the sun plays a, a major theme in this intro. Yeah. Um, the one part I always, I, I know it's the wormhole, so I'm, I'm thinking of something different, but, uh, yeah, I guess that has to be the sun since they're space travelers, you know, center of the universe it has to be the sun. Center of the center of the galaxy. Galaxy, yeah, of our galaxy. Yes, and also on screen at the very beginning is a very handy um, display of Earth time versus ship time. Can can I just say I, and this obviously gets to the end of the what we're talking about with the podcast, but I really like this intro a lot. I'll just start with that. And it does have a lot of layers to it. It does have its own like 
story and plot to just the intro. And I, I and we'll break this down just from where like you were just talking at. Cause yeah, like the, the very first part is just them getting in basically the spaceship, which you don't see in the show, at least in the first episode, the whole space travel of how they got to where they are in the Planet of the Apes show. Well, it doesn't start with them getting into the spaceship. No, but with... the, but they're in it. You know, that's just why yeah, they're like yeah. travel. They're doing their, uh, you know, whatever they were supposed to be doing, traveling through space and all that. And the uh, the the time thing is very important. And it's like when you're watching that and just getting the intro for the first time. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like you read, all right, this is Planet of the Apes. Uh, this is a sci-fi, you know, TV show set in the future of some sort. So it, it's like kind of confusing at the start when you first see that, when it's showing the different times and all that. But I think that's very accurate, at least of what they could do for, uh, you know, like kind of like showing the audience like, space travel and what they're trying to tell in the story. Okay. I think I know what you're saying. It is a little spoilery because like in the original movie, it's alluded that he's on a different planet run by apes, but then only at the end does he realize that he's been on earth the whole time. Okay. Cause that's all right. I'm glad you brought that up too, because that's like how I mean it, it goes in more in the show and we can talk about that later but yeah that's like the whole point of the movie <laughs> and like the intro is kind of like showing you that they're they're speeding up that process so that you're playing more into the show right excuse me that's what I was saying that it's spoilerish because that was you know the premise of the movie but I mean more chance than not, if you're watching a TV show, you know what happens in the movie. So, yeah, you're already going into this TV show understanding the situation that it's actually the same Earth, just, you know, a thousand years in the future. So them showing that on screen is a little spoilerish because in the show they do the whole, is this Earth thing? I know you're speaking English and you're a human and you call us humans, but is this Earth? Like, like not even everybody on Earth speaks english but you're on a different planet where some guy who looks exactly like a human speaks english and you're questioning whether or not you're on earth what is earth <laughs> wait you've never been there ryan no i it's that's the one guy and like oh, yeah. The first, yeah it's yeah. like he doesn't even know what a planet is and he's like what is earth <laughs> and they're like eh, what's the name of the planet we're on yeah and they're like he's like this is a cave not a planet like no yeah exactly <laughs> so you know every other word in english except for planet yeah but yeah so i think it's fine that you know but yeah i agree that it's uh it's i mean it's a little on the nose where they're you know they're just showing you time passing quickly but yeah it you know it's it's part of the intro to the show they're setting you up for what you need to know before you get into it. Um, and can I, can I say one thing before I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I love the reaction of the two guys, the main actors in the intro when it's almost like, it looks like they're high, like on a couch 
and like leaning back with the whole like visual effect of them going through the wormhole and like they get all like kind of the trippy visuals and stuff and they just have this thing where they're like it's like they're kind of looking at the same direction but like through the side of their eyes <laughs> it's it's very fast but it it's uh after watching the intro like a few times i thought it was very funny yeah i missed that i mean i think i know what you're talking about but i missed them all looking in the same direction because they're like whoa you know and they're like cause it, it like the the camera like moves as like if it's the ship moving you know, like them feeling like uh, whatever the ship's, you know, feeling through space. And it's them acting as like they're getting like turbulence, basically. Yeah, and just like every other space show of the era. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and that's like another thing, too, where this is. I mean, it's a, this this show is like, you know, obviously it, it's an earlier show. And, you know, a lot of like a lot of these things haven't been explored yet. But um, I just I just find that really funny in the intro where it just shows them. It, it's almost like it, like, do you, have you seen the movie Friday? Nope. <laughs> well, there's a scene in that where they do this pose on a uh, on a couch where they like say damn from this like funny joke or whatever it is. And it just made me think of that. And uh, but it's not from a totally different piece of media so okay so back to the time difference on screen um the show starts uh june 14th 3085 so like just a couple of weeks ago it was the 1063rd pre-anniversary man we fucked up why don't we record right? then? we should have been recording on that day right we're just we're just dumb humans and in speaking to <laughs> your shot of the astronauts reacting to going through the wormhole which i i assume that's what it is that's what this is not what they say like they went through a wormhole or a time warp that's yeah i mean that that's what that's what i got out of it right but i think one of them says it in the show like I wasn't I was never sure if it was the one blonde guy. I got I'm bad with their names, but when he wakes up the other dude, the brown hair guy, yeah. it's like that's what he says. He's like, uh, you know, um, you, you know, we we got sucked into a wormhole. And I tur- I, I told uh, the third Jones guy it. who <laughs> didn't make it to put on a tracking device. I do remember. What was his name? Jonesy. Jonesy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because. They do, I mean, it is like kind of the first, not getting into the episode too much, but it's like, that's probably like the first year's like, oh shit, like, because even in that part, it's like when the one human on the planet finds him and he does the heart check, I think that's a pretty cool scene. Why is that? It's just like sad and... (laughs) You kind of get it's a little there is some bad acting to it because the two living guys have their eyes closed, but the one dead guy has his eyes open, which, you know, I maybe that's true when you die, if, especially maybe in space flight. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's absolutely true. People die and their eyes are open and when people are unconscious. Their eyes are closed. All right. Well, 
I guess that makes more sense. Yeah, you're right. Because if you're not dead, you're just like, you know, asleep. Yeah. Like, yeah, unconscious, like you're with your eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. I, I'm yeah, just. And that's I'm, like. <laughs> see, this is why I like. Always close the dead people's eyes. This is why I like this episode because anything dumb I say just goes with what we're talking about because I'm just siding with the apes because I'm just a dumb human. <laughs> so oh, okay. I could say all the dumb stuff and I'd be like, I'm just on the ape side, you know. But I, I just think that part where he's like feeling their heart. And it, it's just because there's no talking and you haven't heard talking for like a little bit besides a little like I, I guess one of the apes talks for a second. But um, I don't know. It's just kind of like you're like, oh, shit, like it's just the two guys, not the three. Is the third guy in the intro? No. And that's that's almost like a spoiler, too, if you think about it, where. They oh, yeah, totally fair. cut him out in that because <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, it's 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 the first minute of the show where you find out that he's not alive. Anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have any so, dialogue or besides exactly them. Spoiler. But he had a family, though, Dan. He had a family. though. Yeah, but so does the other guy. He <laughs> has a wife and, a son. <laughs> and that's exactly what the other guy says immediately. He's like, so do you. You have a yeah. family, too. <laughs> like, who cares about Jonesy? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. I, I just think, yeah, the name is easy to remember because it's Jones, Jonesy. To your point about um, them reacting to going through the time warp with a wormhole or whatever it is, and to your point about the scene with them getting their hearts checked by the, the first human they encounter, is that in this spaceship, there doesn't seem to be any controls for navigating it. Yeah, they're just sitting there. Everything's behind yeah. them. <laughs> Everything's behind them. And even the stuff behind them, there's nothing like within a reasonable reaching distance where you could say, oh, you know, I'm going to fly the spaceship this way. It's all on a, you know, a vertical wall. There's, you know, and there's no like stick or there's no wheel and there's nothing in front of them. They're just, yeah, they're just out there in the middle of nowhere. And there's three of them. And they don't, they're not concerned about a fourth person who didn't make it. So who was flying this thing? Even in the intro, there's just there's nothing on this ship where they would control how to fly it. You know, like even if it was like computer based navigation. Yeah, it's like a Tesla ship. If like something were to happen when they're on it, you know, it's a man thing. If something were to happen to the computer navigation. Or, you know, they need to go off course from what's, you know, programmed into the computer. They're going to need something to be able to fly this thing with. And there's just nothing around. Like, there's not even anything on their armrests. But isn't that like how, like, Apollo 13 and all that? I mean, they don't have, like, steering wheels in front of those spaceships. I, I, I mean, they might have buttons if I'm thinking correctly, but it's like you're strapped in. And you're just like getting shot off into the, you know, the direction of the launch. And then everything else is kind of like laid out around the ship. But I'm just kind of, I'm just thinking just off the top of my head. But I just think about any of those like shots of like astronauts and like Apollo 13 or even more recent and all that. Like they don't have anything in front of them. Well, sure they do. Like, if they need to dock 
with the you know space station or you know like during their approach to earth they need to come in at the right angle so yeah they have controls to navigate the spaceship it's like it's like a a plane with a humongous engine yeah i guess it's just not maybe the only excuse they could have with that because i see your point with that but maybe the thing was like out of the shot and it's just not and yeah it's not a hard thing to show that there was a steering wheel in front of them or uh whatever like a joystick or whatever it may be yeah there's literally no point (laughs) at which somebody passes in front of them or there's anything in front of them where they couldn't have put some kind of control station where even only one of them even jonesy the dead one because that's the only way this makes sense for it to be in front of jonesy yeah and that's always like in you know any kind of even you know sci-fi like super space stuff it's like even if there's five people in a uh a cockpit or whatever it is one person has a control unit in front of them of whatever it is and the others you know are doing whatever else if they're just sitting down pushing buttons they're there is always one person that has some type of steering device in front of them. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. I mean, I can think of off the top, top of my head. I mean, the the seminal sci-fi show, especially, you know, this era of television, Star Trek, they had a navigator and, well, I don't know, a helmsman. So they were both in charge of flying the spaceship in which direction it's going to go yeah uh but yeah we're, we're going way off track from the intro but when they get stuck in that wormhole i mean those guys they're they're holding on to the sides of their seats i mean that wormhole's yeah. getting them in like some crazy turbulence and whatever it is but i have a question and okay. i don't know if this gets brought up in the episode and i just bypass it and it just might be a theme for the show but i don't get why dr Zayas or Zayas, um it's like why is he the first ape to be like highlighted in the whole thing of the intro you know what i mean oh right right um i think because he may be the only one who was also in the movies okay I thought that was weird because he doesn't get introduced so not like so later, but and it, it get, uh, yeah, you're right. It's like the movie's already been out. So it's not like this is a, you know, new surprise character or something like that. But mm-hmm. I just thought it was like funny because I kept like I'm like, am I watching the wrong episode or. And of course, you sent me that. So I'm like, no, nope, there's <laughs> two episodes to watch of this. <laughs> so I'm not getting it wrong, but. I just think it's weird that he's the first, but like he's like, I, I don't know. It just takes a while for him to get, it's almost like halfway into the show that the first episode, at least that you, you, you inter, get introduced with him. Mm-hmm. And I well, like, so he's in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Planet of the apes. So maybe that might be the theme of like, I don't know. It's just weird because it's, I just thought it didn't make sense because they're getting sucked into this wormhole. And however it gets, you know, it's like they're going back in time or 
into the future. They're in a different time for Earth. And it's like, that's is that what they're seeing? Is this like monkey lord in their head? Okay. Of... Yeah. Okay. I thought the same thing. Like the way he looks in the intro, it's almost like they're remembering something from like a drugged state. Or they're getting like introduced to this like new universe. And it's like they're trying to like maybe like space is like trying to shove like information in their head while they're going through this wormhole. And it's oh, yeah, yeah. Or like or like or they're trying to illustrate that like somehow the apes are drawing them to the earth. Yeah. And like you said, it's like since he is, you know, the leader and just in charge of a lot of stuff, um, it's like this is you know, you get a glimpse of anything, you're going to run into this guy or this person. Right. But I think, I think they could have solved that by making him like more opaque. Like he, he's like this vaporous image of counselor Zayas. You know, he's not solid. You can kind of see through the image of him. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very fast too. It's not like, uh, yeah. And that and that's a, again a point where I, I don't know why they didn't do that with the intro too because it's like he doesn't get um, the actor like the actor title card kind of thing you know it's just like and uh, there's my sound Wait, effects. What is it like? <laughs> oh now I can't burger, do burger. it. Yeah, burger burger. But you, but you know what I'm saying like there's there's very little of um credits in the intro as well I think. Well they're not well there's there's the three people who are in every episode like Dr. or Counselor Zayas in, in this iteration is yeah. in every episode. So yeah, they they hit the the three main characters. But yeah. I think I think like we were saying with the Dr. or Counselor Zayas like hovering over the earth it gives the wrong impression. I think if he were solid and like behind the earth, I think that would be more clear to what they were trying to say, which is this is the planet of the apes. You know, this is earth and, you know, this planet lords over it rather than, oh, am I seeing an ape? Is this a hallucination while I crash into the planet? So to what you were saying about Counselor Zeus and him like floating over the earth, like some kind of like hallucination if he were solid and like behind the earth i think it would better illustrate what they're going for which is you know this is earth ruled over by apes yeah not not this is something they see or imagine while they're crashing into the planet yep and then it, it goes to okay so they do this twice with an ape holding a gun up into the sky while on horseback that's true yeah and the, that the first one looks it looks like 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 somebody just put their cousin in an ape mask and had him do that in their backyard it looks it's just really amateurish looking like the, the he has no like context or no motivation he's just holding it up like waiting for the, his picture to be taken true but then it goes to which is probably my second favorite part of the intro is that super close up of the ape face? So is that like before he's like raising his arm and all that? No, it was after. Okay, so they do the raised arm with the gun twice. 
Yeah. First one is um, kind of like a disinterested ape. And then there's a second ape and it's like his face takes up the entire screen. And it, when you watch the show, you can tell that these are masks. Like you can sometimes catch a glimpse of the actor's teeth behind the ape teeth. And, you know, the, the mouths don't move correctly for them to be enunciating these words. But with the ape just sitting there motionless, it it you can't tell it's a mask. You know, it doesn't look like a mask. And his face is just filling up the screen and he looks not angry, but like like disgusted almost. Yeah, because it's it, it's actually weird with I, I think I know the pose you're talking about, because it's like his face is almost looking the other way, but his eyes are looking at you. No, it's the other way around. All right. Well, yeah, I kind of had it right. <laughs> looking, yeah, his face is uh, pointed directly at the camera, but he's kind of looking off to the side. Like, like he can't even be bothered to look at you. Yeah. All right. That makes more sense. Yeah, I, I see it now. And then we get our introduction to the first named character in the credits, I mean. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not the humans that get um, the first two guys that get introduced top it's, billing yeah it's um the one main ape galen yes yeah and that's because it's played by roddy mcdowell who was in the original planet of the apes movie oh all right that's cool i didn't know that yeah i mean he's gotta he's gotta play a different ape in the first one otherwise this doesn't make sense but he's still part of that production so yeah yeah same actor so he's got the the whole ape rundown which he does a decent job of like right away in uh, the intro they show him do his little ape run and yeah i mean i su- i suppose for you know apes that evolved into a higher life form and walk around mostly on two feet you know i su- suppose that's what an ape run would look like exactly that little like it's on it's it's like a hunchback you know yeah but they don't have like the hunchback i guess you know um, and it it looks you know what it looks like it, because of like the the effects that they're using it kind of looks like a like a smashing pumpkins video from the 1990s all right it's yeah. a good uh analogy and then this is what i thought you were talking about when you said that the the actors looked high well you know because then they introduced them running away from the apes also but they don't really seem that concerned yeah, one of them, I think it's the first, the blonde guy, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ron Harper, that's the yeah. actor. It's like, that's almost like a Baywatch scene. It looks like he just like jumped out of like the <laughs> shower, or, like a, a pool or something. He's just like, hey, what's up? But, you know, it's like he's supposed to be being chased and on this whole pursuit thing. Mm-hmm. And then the next guy, he, he's just like, all right, take my picture. And then what do I do? <laughs> I'll run off, run off the, okay, I'll run off in that direction. I, I, yeah. got, I got it like that. He always like, seems yes. so like just confused. <laughs> yeah. And not and not like in the context of the show. Yeah. And it's like, is that acting? <laughs> <laughs> but it's at this point when they're introduced or they're, you know, telling you the cast and putting their faces up there, which to the things we've talked about before, I'm glad they didn't go like the family matters route. And then like have them like walk up to the camera and smile and be like, hi, I'm Pete. No, that's a good point. I, I, with 
them getting their close up and their like introductions in the intro. It isn't like the cheesy, just like, hey, like, you know, like either of them sitting on like a a sandy beach planet or something like that, <laughs> like, you know, in their uh, swimsuit, just like, oh, yeah, I'm that actor or walking up. They do it more of a in a, like a storytelling way, which I appreciate. Yeah. They really do. It's, it's like I might be putting too much more thought into this than the people who actually produced it. Because so when they show the human actors faces, I mean, they're all human actors, obviously, but the human characters, it's like this orangish pinkish background behind them. Like that's the entire thing. Yeah. And at this point, the, the sun motif comes into play. Like after they show Roddy McDowell, like you can always see the sun in the background. Yeah, it's it's like you're on in the show, too. It's like the planet is very like desert, but it's not like Tatooine or something like that or like Dune or whatever. I mean, there is like vegetation and trees and water and all this stuff. I mean, it is Earth. Spoiler alert. But uh, it's uh, they do make it very just, yeah, like high noon, like the sun's coming, rising or falling, however you want to think about it. And it's just always in the actor's eyes and however they like put the um, filters for it and all that stuff, too. Yeah, it's very like blinding, which which I really like. I think it looks good. But I it wish, makes sense. Like you said, I wish it, there was more context in the show. Like, I don't know exactly what it is that wiped out the humans and that allowed the apes to take over. But if it was some kind of, well, they they, they claim that the, the humans did it to themselves. So it could have been, you know, atomic bombs or something like that. Yeah. So then, if that fucked up the atmosphere and made it so that humans can't adapt to that world as well as the apes did and that's why they're still subjugated you know and that makes a lot more sense with why the sun is so prominent in the intro that's a good point i'm sure i don't even know if they'd even bring that up but they didn't in the shows we watched and i've seen every episode there's only there's not that many episodes of the show and i've seen every one and i don't remember that being a theme which is disappointing because it would make a lot of sense uh, not only for the intro, but, you know, for the show. Yeah. So when the actors' faces are shown in the intro, there's a a pinkish, orangish background, which is the sky. It's not blue because they have, like, this filter going over everything. And you can't see land in their shots of their faces. So it's like they don't have a land so they don't they're landless or they're homeless but when they show Roddy McDowell he starts off running on ground like firmly on the ground and then they zoom in on him and as they zoom in you see the horizon but the sky takes up most of the background and then when you see other apes the the you know, the, the evil apes, the bad apes, the ones who are hunting the humans, they're always solidly on the ground. You can always see, I mean, they're on horseback, but you can always see the ground beneath their feet. And the sun's behind them. 
Yeah. So it's like it's like they're trying to say this is the ape home. This is ape land. The humans don't belong here. They have no home. And then Galen, the one who sides with the humans, he's like caught in between ape land and humans. But, you know, as we get further along, he goes more and more onto the human side. Yeah, he's like torn between both worlds there because. Yeah. Yeah, your first. You don't yet because they show the three hunters before they show. Because uh, Galen's the the one actor that's introduced in the intro, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's they show the the hunters, or at least the one hunter before, if I'm correct, uh, before they show his his shot and like his actor's name, and then the two humans, right? I think it goes. They show the first instance of the ape holding the gun up in the sky. Then Galen, then two apes on horseback in the background, and then we see the humans running towards the camera. Okay, so that still goes with what I'm saying is, and yeah. going with what your your um, you know theory is with that too. You're right because yeah, it's like you know, it's solidifying at least the apes running the show. This is the way of the land and the way of this world, and the divide is when they show Galen and then the conflict is going back to the apes because he's like, think he's like, Oh, you know, it's his, his world's like twisted because he found these two humans from this wormhole thing that are telling him otherwise. And then it shows mm -hmm. the humans that are trying to explain the story of the show and them just be, you know, they're, even if it is like the human's fault and whatever, it's like that's the point of them trying to explain that like humans weren't always bad. You know, we had problems and blah, blah, blah. But we we are more knowledgeable than you think. You know, we actually well, we were. We were. Yeah, that's that's correct. So, yeah, that's it. That's wow. That's really uh, never thought about that. That's good. That's really good for that intro. But did they? Like, are we reading too much into this or are we picking up what they're putting down? We're making the history now. We're just like <laughs> the apes. We're rewriting. this. Yeah. Burn all those books that show these people yeah. knowing what they're doing. Burn all those scripts that they wrote for this show. Who cares? Uh, what do you think about the music? I actually like the music a lot. It's. It, I mean, it, it's part of that. Uh, you know, especially the guy going with the movie, you know, I mean, it's, it's a movie soundtrack to the show and it's, it, the show is like, you know, it's, it's not, it, <laughs> it's not funny, but I mean, like it's funny to like, I guess, look back on, but it's like, it's a very like dramatic, you know, kind of just action TV, not even action. I wouldn't even say it's action, but. It, it's more of a drama, right? Um, I, I, I call it an adventure show. Yeah, I know. I was like trying to like pinpoint that, but because I mean, there is some action, you know, there's uh, yeah, there's, there's fights, shooting, there's gun battles, there's horse fights. Yeah. 
See, they have horse fights, but not car fights. Yeah. Yeah, can't have a car fight in this. <laughs> <laughs> no car fight. And uh, the next seasons, if they had up, there would be car fights. But yes, they didn't get there. No. But yeah, you know, the guys are on an unknown planet. So it's an adventure show. I think the music for it is very, you know, it's almost like a trailer kind of music, which fits totally with yeah. this show. And Ugh. I think that's what you want. It's like if there was lyrics or I don't know anything else, I think it'd be totally terrible. Yeah. Uh, like, could you imagine? I always go back to Family Matters because like they have the the like the hallmark for this type of intro where, you know, they cut to a scene and like the door opens and there's uh, uh, what the hell Darius McCrary coming out of yeah. a door. Oh, hi. You know, Oh right? man, and someone's have, filming me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess I better smile then. Yeah. And then they have, you know, the, the, the music and the lyrics that, you know, go with the show that makes sense for the family matters show. So what yeah. if they did that for Planet of the Apes? Like they cut to a scene and like Galen's picking lice out of another ape's head and then looks up to the camera and smiles. Yeah, like if that was filmed by that producer or like that director or whatever, that exactly yeah. would be happening, you know. It's like this is well, what's the uh, city called again? Like, uh, well, there's a couple of them, but yeah, it's like um yeah, they're, they're all just like doing their they're doing their, you know, chores and stuff like, oh, you know, it's not that it's not that kind of show. Just enjoy the yeah. uh, intro. But it would be funny if, if somebody like, you know, did like an edit of the Planet of the Apes as a, you know, like a Family Matter style. I'm sure there might be that. And <laughs> it actually for picking apart the intro and making fun of it. It's like, I think if you did give yourself a minute, you could probably find some type of even like cut of a music, like a piece of music or even another intro and sync it up to this. And it would be very more like family wholesome and like more like hilarious and like silly and like nice than as dramatic and like kind of tense as the actual intro music is. Well, I don't know about that, because, I mean, like, some of the shots in this are pretty intense, like the ape close-up and the, you know, the Counselor Zayas, like, floating in space behind the Earth and them holding guns up in the air. So I don't think you could just, like, you know, put on, like, a, I don't even, I can't even think of who might sing a, a happy song instead of this, and you could just, you know, sync up perfectly but i think if you if you watch the whole series you might be able to find scenes that you could cut where it looks like they were part of an intro you know like uh, one of the characters looks up to the camera and smiles you know or somebody comes through a door like it's a slapstick moment so i think you could edit something together but i don't think you could just slap another song over the existing intro yeah i guess the internet's a crazy thing. Someone might be able to do it, but I was just gonna say, I think the music during the intro is more of like a theme song for the intro than the TV show. 
Yeah, because it's like I don't think of the uh no that if I'm getting this right, it's like I I don't remember even like from previous epi- like pretty much every episode that we've done so far now. I don't think of the Planet of the Apes intro music as like the intro music, if that makes sense. Like it just fits the show. It's it's part of the show's DNA and it's not like a theme. Yeah. It's just like that yeah, could that like, could like be in saying. anything. Like the the whatever they shot for the intro is like, you know, that's for the intro, but it's like that music could have been in the show at any point for like some fight or dramatic scene or whatever that is. Well, I think they do use it, you know, or at least a variation of it in the episode. Yeah. But I think you were right earlier when you said it's more like like music during a trailer. Yeah. Like like it starts off kind of like with blippy space noises. That's like it, probably the best kinda... part too. It's like the beep <laughs> What is it like? I'm not I'm not doing that again. You can't get... <laughs> it's kind of like trippy and spacey and like kind of like a Twilight Zone quality. You know, I said gets... I thought that same thing too. I was like the very yeah, like the first the space part for sure is like once the wormhole hits and even like to going back to the uh, Dr. Isaiah thing, it's like that's all like right to that clip. It's like that's all like very Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. But then when it gets to them like being on the run from the apes it and, you know, there's weapons and guns and an actual threat, then it transitions to a more of a suspenseful thing. And so, that's like that's like the show. You know, it's like yeah. that's Planet of the Apes. Yeah. But it's, yeah, the, the suspenseful part is because after the initial crash landing on the first episode. I mean, that's where the, the, the first episode starts. You don't see them in space in the episode. It's just in the. The intro. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's why I think like it's it's very. Like th- there's this section of the intro, there's this section of the intro, there's this section of the intro, and then the theme song just has parts written for those sections of the intro rather than for the TV show. So I think it's more of a theme of the intro than a theme of the show. Like it's a little too on the nose for everything that happens in the intro. Yeah. And it's again, the music's great. I, I, I don't think they could have picked anything better than this, you know, or written anything better. Yeah. And it's if you think about it, too, I mean, this is, you know, it's like a, they had to actually have, um, you know, like a live band or a chorus do this. And it's. Uh, it's it, it's uh, like, yeah, like going back to the trailer thing, it's it almost since this was a movie, too, it, they mm-hmm. kept that feeling of it being like theatrical which i think gave it more uh power to the intro with the music you know and not dumbing it down too much yeah definitely yeah i you know i really like this intro it's i i was going into this when i i've seen the movie it's been forever but yeah and i i like it i mean it's a it's a great story and 
I just always forgot there was a TV show about it. And so it's like getting into this and you bringing this up and then like saying this will be our next one. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, oh, yeah, there was a show about this. I'm like, what the hell was the intro to that? So that's like seeing it for almost like felt like for the first time because I might have seen it you know, whenever I can remember, but I mean, this definitely felt like the first time watching this show and this intro and this, you know, I, I actually really enjoyed it. It's like, I would want to see more of this show too. And the intro was like, it just was cool seeing it kind of like for the first time for such an old show. That's all I'm saying, you know? And I have the whole thing on DVD, and I bought it expecting to watch garbage. Yeah. But it is actually a lot better than you expect for a Planet of the Apes TV show. That's what I got out of, you know, the episodes like you sent me and stuff is, uh, I mean, they they didn't like going back. It's like they didn't dumb it down. It's like they really had an idea and they wanted to expand upon it and they made a show about it. And they weren't just like, oh, it's a little of the of the, you know, the the format for the era, like, you know, Kung Fu and Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Where they're, you know, in a town and then something happens and they have to help them fix the problem in the town and then they move on, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it kind of follows that formula. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's not. Like, uh, like some of the shows, and we've talked about this before, like with Bewitched, when they just go too far in one direction because they had like limited success with there and they're trying to cash in on it. Now, granted, Planet of the Apes didn't last long enough for them to fall into that. But yeah, they they stay in their lane. They they do, you know, decent shows and they stick to their, you know, ham fisted themes but you know it's it's not as awful as you expect. They don't get hamish or cheesy. Yeah, and that I'm saying all what you're saying too. And yeah, yeah. again, watching this shows it's so old too. And I actually like wanted to watch it. That's like all I'm saying. And it's mm-hmm. just like that gives it's not amazing. It's not the greatest thing ever. And I'm not like, oh my god, what have I I miss my it's like I'm not like the the space travelers in the show. Like I've wasted my whole life and I haven't watched the Planet of the Apes TV show, but watching it I'm just like this actually has it's it's very entertaining to watch, even for a old ass show as it is. Like it's forty eight years old? Sure. In uh ape so- years or human years? <laughs> no, it's like three minutes if you go through a time warp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now what about the outro? So the outro, I mean, is that it's just different? It's it's more of the music. I mean, it's just all standstills, right? Yeah, like they do a freeze frame. Okay, so the last shot of the intro is a pretty iconic shot. Yeah, um, I think they've made T-shirts out of it, where it's an ape holding up a gun and he's got two other apes next to him and they're all on horseback and there's the sun, you know, just beaten down behind them. Yeah. Their silhouette and everything. It's yeah, a great I mean, shot. It's a really it's cool. It's like a posterized thing too. Cause you can like see the sun through the white parts 
and anything that's not a white part where you can see the sun or the sky is just black. And it's actually funny because there's, after seeing that too, especially in the intro to even the outro, but it's like, I know, like they have all those um, t-shirt websites and stuff where like, you know, fan people make t-shirts that you can buy. And I've noticed now that I'm like, wow, that's actually all from Planet of the Apes, but they just made it from different characters, you know, from whatever game, TV show, video game. I've seen I've seen that shot that now I've realized I'm like, that's from Planet of the Apes. It's just someone else. Someone else just made the different characters of whatever show they're putting it in. So I've seen that. I do have a little problem. Well, I have a I have a problem and a suggestion for future seasons. For future what? Seasons for when they start filming the next season of planet of the apes ryan fucking pay attention (laughs) um i think like the actors all three of them need some kind of motivation yeah like they you know they're just sitting there on horseback and he lifts the gun up into the sky and then just stand you know sits there holding the gun up like and i feel like there's no context for what that action means yeah, and they're not characters either. They're just they're just the henchmen, you know, like the troopers. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not even. Yeah, they're like even in this case, they're just you know extras in masks and costumes. Yeah. So because it's not cut from the episode, it's it's shot specifically for the intro. That's a good point, and I would say it's like why wouldn't they have made especially for this intro, since we're talking about they show you know, Dr. Isaiah's and it's like they show um, the other main character monkey uh, ape. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> and it's like it's they have the one gorilla general dude. Like, why wouldn't it have been him that was on the horse? Mm. Uh, it could have been a casting thing, though, like he hadn't been cast yet. Like even even. Counselor Zayas in the intro, it doesn't mean it's the same actor because it's probably the same costume from the movie, so they could just stick anybody inside that thing. True. Yeah, because it's not just talking. Yeah, but then you're right. They could have just used the Orco one. But I, you know what? I mean, I I don't want to sound racist, but, you know, it could have been Orco one, and they just all look the same to me. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess they're. Or they're just kind of like encapsulating the whole Planet of the Apes vibe. And they're just saying that, you know, in this shot of these apes on horseback, even though they're just troopers or whatever, it's like this is the Planet of the Apes. You know, this is there's no escaping it. This is the law. It's like cowboys. You know, it's like you see that and like that's any Wild West kind of trope. You know, you just will see a uh, in any kind of logo or something it's just like cowboys with cowboy hats and all that stuff too and they run the land and this is planet of the apes so they're gonna show the and these are like the police of the planet of the apes so it's like they're you know they're the enforcers or military whatever you want to call it but it's like it's like they're in military police (laughs) yeah exactly put them together uh, military police apes. 
Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, I think that's like the whole, what that symbol of that is showing is, I mean, they just are ruling this land right now. And that's the whole, like them raising up the gun and, you know, showing the kind of dominance of it. And they're going to hunt down the humans that are running out and uh, running Mm -hmm. around. Yeah. I just think that. Like, the actors should have been given some kind of scenario that they were in so that they understood what they were doing because I feel like they didn't. They were just, you know, sit there on the horses, you hold the gun up above your head, and we're going to film that. Yeah, and it's almost funny because every other, like, uh, I guess, trooper or henchman or grunt or whatever you want to call them, it's like, even on the ape side, they're always, like they get shit on the most and they get like, <laughs> like, cause the generals are like the, uh, the people above them or like that are, they're taking the orders from when they come back and they're like, you know, we can't find the humans or we can't do this. It's like, they get so much crap and they get like that, that happens a lot, I think in the show. And, uh, it's just funny that just the regular apes of the, in that shot are the ones that in the show, they're just kind of not in power. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think it should have been an actual character for that. Okay. But see now, now you're, you just like you're flip flopping on me, Ryan. I thought you were saying that they were going for, it's not a character or somebody you no. recognize from the show because they were trying to imply that, you know, these apes are everywhere. It's not just the ones you see or the ones whose names you know. There's these apes all over the place. They're legion and there's no escaping from them. I'm and only you're saying, no, it should have been Orko. I'm only I love Orko. Orko's the best. <laughs> I do think Orko's the best. And I feel that the show and that's what I'm flip flopping with is I'm going at the I'm trying to look at the show's visual of that's what they were thinking. And what I'm thinking they should have done something else. Yeah, I think it Uh, for a TV show, because, again, if this like was in the movie or something like that, that might be a different story. But it's like for a TV show that you're going to watch multiple episodes and you with every TV show, it's it's all about characters. So it's like you want to know characters in these shows and to have just at least that one middle character in the shot of the show. Yeah. I just think that would make more sense. That's my opinion. Okay. What I think would also make more sense and what I think would have been really cool. And it might've been like a budget thing, but so when the, the ape raises the gun up into the sky and he holds it there and it's not a freeze frame because the horse's heads keep moving so I think like right before they cut away, they should have had like a ton of other apes like coming up over the rise that they're standing on. So it's like that's what he's holding his gun up for, like to call the other apes to him. And it's like it it, it compounds what we were talking about where, you know, he holds up the gun and then just tons of apes just come up from behind him. And it's like. You know, it's not even just these three apes. It's just a whole army of police, military police monkeys coming after you. 
a planet of the apes. Oh man, how did you come up with that, Ryan? Planet I don't know. I just, you know, I'm the Socrates of uh, the show, so <laughs> it just comes to my head. You know, I don't get any uh, show notes or any cheat sheets at all. Speaking of uh, Socrates of this TV show, okay, so they go to their spaceship so that they can get like the the data disk that has all of the record of what happened to the spaceship so they can try to reverse what happened they can go back in time to their version of earth and they think they can find humans on the planet of the apes who can build them a computer to read their data disk yeah why don't they just find a computer <laughs> like i know the apes don't have them but if human technology such as their grenade that they had survived then a computer could survive so then what like they're looking for humans to then build a computer like skip the middleman i don't it, it then you'd have it, a shorter show i guess i don't know well no because i like even in the second episode we watched that's completely removed from them looking for humans to find a computer that's them getting jobs or i don't know becoming slaves human slaves to fish yeah <laughs> for the gods for the gods oh yeah the gods of the sea who spoiler alert are sharks who the apes shoot at but they're still like afraid of them yeah but i mean like if you think that the sharks in the sea are gods you know would you shoot at it i mean granted i mean it it, it, it is kind of you know, metaphorical for reality and people's, you know, supposed, oh shit, what's the word I'm looking for? Devotion. Supposed devotion to their religion, yeah. but they'll just ignore what they don't like about it and, and essentially put themselves above the god that they supposedly worship. But yeah, I thought that was dumb. They're like, oh yeah, the gods of the sea, get the fuck out of here and kills it. You know, I know it's a shorter series and all that, but that is like uh, in the rankings and all that on IMBD. It's like that's the worst episode. Yeah, it's not like that bad, though. No, it's not bad at all. That's like what's. Oh, you know what is? Oh, man. What the worst part is. OK, so they have to eat a lot of fish because that's all the food that's available to them. Yeah. And one of the characters is cooking fish over a fire. And do you know what he says to his friend when the fish is ready? Uh, you got to tell me. He is an adult human being. And when the fish is done, he asks his friend, ready for din din. <laughs> I must I must have missed that. <laughs> how did uh, that how did that get <laughs> like that was probably in the script. Uh, absolutely for sure ready for din din okay. so with that episode to prove their alright so yes that is the be... worst episode <laughs> in the episode to prove their uh, worthiness to be fishers they have to swim under water that's been set up ablaze and come out on the other side obviously alive could you do it Ryan uh, maybe for some din din, but uh... <laughs> yes, I could absolutely do that. Yeah. 
I'm not sure I could. Like, I'm not a strong swimmer. I mean, if I had a bunch of apes pointing guns at me and, you know. Yeah, yeah that's true. If my life was on the line, I, I probably could pull it off. Although I might get lost and then just think I had made it through and then just come up in the middle of the fire. <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> then you would be Dindin. Yes. <laughs> Ew. Um, but they're like super nervous about it. The two characters are super nervous about trying to do this swim under the fire thing. And there's another guy that goes before him. And I counted the guy who goes before them takes 20 se- 22 seconds, rather 22 seconds to swim under the fire and come out on the other side. And they're both like, wow, he's, you know, he's had training. He's, you know, he's conditioned his lungs. He's done this. God knows how many times. So he's an expert at it. And then they both do it in less time than he did. Yeah. Like one does it in 15 seconds. The other one does it in 18 seconds. And they both spear a fish on the way through. Yeah. Yeah. They like bring back more than they were supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. They, they pass the test and they catch Din Din. Yeah. It's like a double Din Din, you know. And then on top of that, later on, when they have to go fight the god of the sea. They are literally underwater continuously for almost two minutes. I know. It's like, so what were they afraid of? Just, I mean, I would rather try myself against fire on top of the water than (laughs) freaking fight a shark for, you know, like with just a stick, basically. Well, no, they had a knife. They had a legitimate knife. But still, I mean, like when you're fighting a shark and it's like, and you got a knife, I'm like, it might as well be a stick. Yes. But like, how is that a sensible plan to stay under the water for almost two minutes in order to kill the shark? Like, like, it seems like they had the entire thing worked out in advance that they were going to go underwater and one guy was going to hide in the sea kelp and the other guy was going to distract the car, the shark, and he was going to come out and then stab it. Like, why did you have to do that? underwater the entire time yeah and if you were so worried about swimming like well it was like 12 feet under some fire yeah literally like going like dunking your head underwater (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then then you're like oh we're not gonna make it we're gonna die but a minute and a half underwater stabbing a shark to death that's our plan and that was the easy part Yeah, see, now I guess I'm retracting what I just said. See, I'm flip-flopping now because I'm like, this is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I I mean, I think they were going for something. Well, it's like you got to do a water episode. You're on, you know, land. It's like, uh, uh, I yeah, don't know. Maybe. And it's like they, they obviously had the uh, ocean and water and stuff near them. You know, you got to do a water also, episode. Also, I think a lot of it was, uh, a lot of it was just like, you know, they can't just go from A to B to C. You know, they need to have something to kill time and, you know, put further um, obstacles in their way. You know, it just can't be smooth sailing. Exactly. Literally. There was no sales. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Like the the raft they make. (laughs) The raft and the, you know, the net they make for catching fish. Yeah, it's like I, don't, I thought they were going to come out with that, like right in the beginning. They were going to be like, oh, you know, 
we have this way of the lesson. Fish. Yeah, you know, like this is this is better than stabbing them with a spear. You know. Yeah, yeah. We have we have a brand new way of catching fish that we can teach it to you. You just have to you know set us free. I mean, I I granted you know that that's a gamble and it didn't work well with the story because of uh, Gato the Catman. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, uh, it's but, like he makes that net, but it's like, I don't know if that was just in the movies and stuff, but it's like, didn't they net humans? Yeah, they threw a, a net over Charlton Heston in the, in the first movie. And it's like, why don't you just bring out those and throw those? Oh, in yeah, the... <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, I I guess they're, you know, the apes didn't put two and two together that they could use the nets so it's like the apes had the tool but they just didn't know how to throw it in the water yeah they they weren't applying this is for catching humans not catching fish yeah why would you throw a perfectly good tool in the water right you can't spear a human oh shit we can start spearing these humans oh don't you don't want to say that i mean then what's the use of the guns i mean come on oh yeah wait why don't we shoot the thing (laughs) oh yeah all right now yeah i'm now going back like i said this episode was pretty bad <laughs> it, it wasn't bad it was but, just, but like, yeah it wasn't it wasn't terrible like even all the ones we've watched from terrible episodes i'm like this actually was like it's just one of those for like a show it's just like oh this was just like another story plot you know like yeah, lesson or whatever plot. Yeah, maybe yeah, and it's it's a, it's a weekly show, so it's not like they have all the time in the world to work out all the kinks and, you know, rewrite the plot and do all that stuff to make it sparklingly perfect. Yeah, but it wasn't like flashbacks and like, you know, just replaying yeah. shit. It yeah. was like an actual well, idea, you know? Yes, exactly. And even then, it wasn't that lowly rated. It was like high six, I think, right? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, some of the other ones we looked at were like four and five. So yeah. Um. Oh. Okay. So, um. I don't know how we got off so, so far off track, but the the outro is a freeze frame of the end of the intro with the 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 ape holding up the gun. Yeah. But they freeze frame it like before the iconic shot of him holding up the gun. I don't get it's that. It's just like. Yeah, it it was so stupid. It was it was such a missed opportunity, and I don't know how you do that. Like, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, because it's like that shot too could have been the cover of and yeah, like you said, it's like it is this iconic shot, and it might have been cover. It was it like the cover of any of the DVDs or anything like that. Um, there's a similar shot on the the cover of the DVDs, but it's um one of the humans and it could be galen it's it's a little um unclear or maybe i just haven't looked at it closely enough but it's an ape and ron harper stand on horseback like on a rise like them but no it's not the there's not an ape holding up a gun yeah but again same you know they obviously pulled it from that idea and yeah yeah it's evocative so- of it yeah, but yeah, it, it's still obviously in that same uh, that same shot. It just they just paused it way early. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, exactly. It's like all right, like, we're just done. Uh, let's just do it here and put over the credits. Yeah, <laughs> like even then they could have like 
they could have run the whole thing and then the freeze frame of the end. Not the whole intro, but the whole apes on horseback right, holding up the gun thing. And then freeze frame on, you know, the cool looking part with the sun and the red background and, and the three apes and the, the holding up the gun. And yeah, they could have done a freeze frame there if they needed more time. But just to have like, you know, the monkey like looking off to the side, like, what am I, what am I doing? You want me to hold the gun? Oh, I'll hold the gun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird pick that they had to, that they chose, I guess. Yeah, right. It's not like it just happened accidentally. Yeah. They're like, that's it. Oh, Stamp what if it, it did happen accidentally? Yeah, but they did it for all of them. I mean, it's. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, they said, like, for the outro, do a freeze frame of this shot. And they gave him, like, a timestamp. And then, you know, the, 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 seat moistener who picks out the, the timestamp either pulled out the wrong frame or the guy who wrote down the timestamp wrote you know a wrong number or you know interposed two numbers and it should have been a later frame of the intro that was the freeze frame but they already you know did whatever they needed to do to process it into the outro and they're like oh we're not gonna do it again that's wasted money yeah who knows I do. I have the the complete oral history of the Planet of the Apes TV show in a five volume set from Time Life Books. You have all the the behind the scenes and everything. Yeah, I have some <laughs> props from the show. All right. Well, in part two of this episode, we are going <laughs> to dive right into that with that. <laughs> do you want to know all about how? Um, Chelo became the city that the humans are supposed to live in. Read the book. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what's funny? The other city, like the main ape city, is called Central City. That's the the human city, or is that the that's the ape city? No, that the human settlement is Chelo. Yeah, that's Chelo. All right, that's yeah. the one I keep uh, Central of. City is where the like the High Council and Doctor Counselor Zeus. I guess he's still a doctor, but I guess it's like a, you know, like a senator here in the U.S. We don't call him Dr. Senator. Yeah. Or Senator Doctor. Dr. Sayers. Dr. He lives in uh, Central City. And Central City, if I'm not mistaken, is in DC Comics where the Flash operates from. Oh, wow. And one of his main villains from his rogue gallery is a uh, intelligent speaking ape yeah uh what's uh God, what's his right. name i've got faith in you right i know i know who you're talking about i just uh can't think of his name i just think of him from the injustice uh fighting game oh yeah okay. gorg gorg or, no that's no you're close i know it's a g i'll give you a hint it's gorilla yeah uh, Come on, just give it to me. <laughs> Grod. Grog, yeah. Yeah, Grog, he's he's a great he. villain. And that totally makes sense that he'd be like in that I mean, time frame or world or whatever, you know. If they're linked together. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean he lives in an ape city, like a secret ape city. But um yeah, I like I don't know. If anybody took inspiration, well, I do know that some people took inspiration from Planet of the Apes to movie. Jack Kirby, when he was doing Commandy, the last boy on Earth, 
he had you know uh like talking animals he had more animals than just apes but yeah it was a lot of talking apes and it came out shortly after planet of the apes so there's definitely an inspiration there but yeah. i don't know if there's an intentional connection between flash's central city in the central city of planet of the apes or if central city and planet of the apes was in the movie or just a tv show i just noticed that you know talking ape central city flash grod dr zayas dr zayas <laughs> that the the grog thing with the central city i mean that's a that's a good connection right there thank you well done oh I was, Ryan, do you know what the ape's motivation is for hunting the humans? Like, why are they hunting the humans? Is it for something? I don't exactly know. I do. Well, please elaborate. It's for the Empire. It's for Ryan. The, <laughs> the Empire of the Eights. Uh, that's the next uh, movie, TV show me and Dan are producing. And um, it's, After it's, the Bewitch revival. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's on the back burner. We got to put the uh, Empire of the Apes next. I'm surprised that uh, wasn't one of, like, when they remade it, like, with the new movies. Oh, yeah. It's like return to the planet of the apes. It should have there should have been one that was called Empire. I'm surprised that wasn't that. And I'm actually looking at that because the for that new one with like Caesar and all that with like the uh, CGI one. Oh, yeah. So like, what is that? Is that like still the whole continuity? But they're telling you how the planet of the apes came to be. I saw the first two and I think there's like five or four of them but wow really there might be four but i didn't get past i can only remember the first one okay but there is from what i'm just like uh googling stuff too but the rise of the planet of the apes Mm -hmm. it's not the same but it has to be referencing kind of the shot from the intro because they're showing the city and they show the main um ape caesar like kind of he doesn't have a gun or anything but he has like uh his arm raised and there's like the setting behind like the uh the city behind him it's not the sun or anything so i guess that's a big difference Mm. but dropped ball if you ask me yeah it's kind of it looks really bad actually for how well they could have done it and again they could have literally just took these characters that they made and just reenacted that scene from the intro. That would have been pretty cool. Because like, we could be idiots here. No, and... wait. All right, wait, wait, wait. I got this. Because this is. I I knew they. So it isn't. This is totally from the intro. So yeah, the because uh, I remember seeing this in theater, like the like the poster for it. But the this has to be the Golden Gate Bridge, maybe, or one of the. But the dawn of the Planet of the Apes does show Caesar with a gun setting in the background. Like, the, you know, it shows like the sky in the background and he's on a horse holding a gun up. And he's kind of given like it's kind of like what you were talking about because they show the other apes charging behind. And this is just like a poster. So it's not like a visual, right. really. I mean, uh, like a motion. But uh 
yeah, they kind of elaborate on it a little bit. It's more of like them going into war, but I mean, that is, that has to be from, you know, taken from the TV show. No, it doesn't. See, that's what I'm saying. Maybe we're idiots, and the part we're talking about in the intro is an homage to something that happened in one of the movies. Okay. Uh, it's been so long. I, I haven't seen the yeah, movie in so long. I don't know. So it's been long. too long. And I haven't seen all the movies, although now I want to. So, like, by the time we talk next week, I might be a Planet of the Apes expert. A Planet of the X Apes expert? <laughs> nah, that, that didn't work. You could Cut be a that. doctor in Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I can get my PhD. Get, get, get your PhD in Planet of the Apes. Uh, I think I need to be a little more specific, like, like the... The banana economy in the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> but, yeah, so we could be idiots and we're like, oh, yeah, they got it from this intro. And someone who, you know, actually knows what they're talking about is at home listening and thinking we're idiots because no, I think, I think we're just movie. We're, we're splitting peels at this point. So, oh, geez. <laughs> okay, so, all right, let's get to it. Skip the intro. Don't skip the intro. Yeah, well, let's rank this. We're getting. Too far you into the rank uh, this. Are we gonna start ranking the well? That's intros? I mean, to skip or not to skip. That's ranking it. Is it? I mean, it's putting it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how. It's, how's that not ranking it? It's like if. Well, for me, ranking it is like when you take a list of things and you put them in order from best to worst. Yeah, I mean, it's compete. I don't know. It's it's our opinion, I guess. So all right, it's not ranking. It's just. Okay, because like as we've discussed before, and as you know, some of the listeners may know, we do this system where we each pick six TV shows, and then we go back and forth for twelve at a time. And you keep saying ranking it, and I thought, oh, maybe we're going to at the end of the first twelve episodes rank the intros of those TV shows. Hey, yeah, it's an idea. It is an idea. I don't know if it's a good one. I don't know if it's a bad one. I don't know if it's one we're going to execute. Hey, you know what? We have an email address. If you're listening and you have an opinion, go ahead and email us at askdontskiptheintro at gmail.com. Yeah, drop let us know if you think we should rank these intros. Yeah, we're getting up there, man. And uh, yeah, drop us a line at that and... Yeah, well, um, you know, we, we can talk, you know, being a listener and all that, you know, we can get more in depth with more of our intros and all that. So, but let's get into this, re- our review and our, yeah, our rank it. Yeah. Our rank of, do we skip it or do we not skip it? So you go uh, first, Ryan. All right. So I think I this whole talk, which was really great for this intro I have to say, yeah, we broke new ground here. Yeah, this this was a uh, this was like a very easy episode to do, but I won't. Uh, you and, know what I think, Ryan? What? I think after humans destroy the planet and apes rise, and the apes find this episode of our podcast, they'll still be listening to it. Yeah, they'll... in the year thirty eighty five, they'll give us a five that's... star. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and they'll subscribe. Hit the button. Hey. Uh, but I have to say, unfortunately, skip this intro. But you have to watch it once. It's just one of these intros where for how great it is. And again, I wasn't even 
at least on my part. I mean, I don't think either of us were, but just, you know, I feel like we were putting a lot of love into this intro and it is a great intro, but it's just the beginning of the show. And it does a really good job at that. And it sets up the entire series of what you're doing. But after you get past the first episode, I mean, you don't need to know much more of that these two guys, you know, went through a wormhole and got to the Planet of the Apes and blah, blah, blah. And it just, I think after the first episode of it, it just doesn't make sense to need to put the time in to watch it. And it's not saying it sucks. It's not saying it's bad or anything. It just, it's getting in the way of the show after the first episode. But that that's why I would skip it. Okay. I am surprisingly on the same wavelength as Ryan. Um, two, mon- I have- two monkeys huh? thinking alike. <laughs> I have a I have a slightly different opinion, and that's you don't need to watch it just once, but watch it until you know there's no reason to watch it every single time. Like I think when I watched it a few times for this recording, and you know I I rewound because you know I wanted to look at the you know the timestamp thing they do in the very beginning more closely. And see, you know, when it started and what the date was and that it ended because I wasn't, you know, paying attention to that because I didn't know what was going to happen. So, I, you know, I wasn't like Johnny on the spot with that. And I really like, like I said, the whole sun motif on the, the back half of it and the sun always being there and the whole posterization effect. And that's the, another thing about the intro um, is that like they do a posterization thing with galen and the other apes with the sun in the background but they don't really do it with the humans so you get more of like a color different differentiation in their faces than you do with the apes so again like separating them um thematically from the apes but uh, that's a little digression um yeah i but i also think that you know after you've pulled everything you can from the intro either by watching it over and over again or watching it between episodes for a few um, episodes, and I said episodes twice, pretty close together. Then you can go ahead and start skipping it. Yeah, if you want to go back and revisit it, that's fine. But it's not one where you know you're gonna get jazzed up by it between every episode, or it's got some theme song that you just you know it's infectious or anything like that. It does a good job. It it sets you up for the show get you more of into the atmosphere and the mood of what you're going to get into. But as long as you already know what that is, yeah, you don't need to listen to it every time you can start skipping it. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like I said, it's just funny because it's not knocking that it's a bad intro or anything. It's, oh, yes, exactly. It's, it's a really good intro for that matter. And it just, it's probably that good that it sets up the entire story of the TV show that well. And that that gives that's a big credit to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So yeah, this is uh, we're agreeing to dis. What well, no, we're agreeing that we will skip this intro. Yeah. In some way. Although I can't skip the intro. 
And neither can anybody else, because I don't think this is streaming anywhere. Like, we couldn't even find a place to buy the episodes. Yeah, you're right. Even you sending it to me. I mean, I could skip it, but I had to actually force myself yeah, to, fucking you know. manually. <laughs> like, what are we, apes? Yeah. <laughs> I was clicking buttons, hitting things, and... But, uh, yeah, uh, that is funny. It's not on any stream. It's, it's weird. Well, I don't know who owns the rights to Planet of the Apes at this point or if they have their own streaming service. But, hey, if you're a listener to the show, we should start a letter writing campaign to get this streaming somewhere. Yeah. Because it's, it's a good show. Like, uh, there's, a, there's a famous writer. He wrote The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay is Naked. naked. What? His name is, and I might be mispronouncing this, but Michael Chabon. And he wrote an essay once about uh, watching this show when it was you know originally broadcast and how much he liked it. And I remember reading that like shortly after I finished watching it, and I felt like this, uh, like this fraternity with him, like this camaraderie that we had both watched and appreciated <laughs> the Planet of the Apes TV show, and like not many other people have seen it or even remember it. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Join join our group. Join yeah. Us. No, very join iconic us. show and a very iconic movie, and you know it. It holds up and it, it just it's a you know, it's 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 a definitely a thing of pop culture for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've got the we need to get a clarification on the whole canon of these new movies and whether it's just like prequels for the Charlton Heston ones, because if it is, that's that's amazing. That's what I wish they would always do, like not just constantly reboot things, but, you know, take things from a different angle or continue the story with you know, uh, maybe different characters, but, you know, keep the continuity going. Yeah, um, I agree. But uh, you know what, Ryan? I uh, I think we should end it here because I want to go get some Dindin. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. So, hit well, up with the socials. Let's, uh, yeah, let's hit up with the socials. Yeah, um, drop us a line on our email at askdontskiptheintro at gmail.com and check us out on Instagram and Twitter at don'tskiptheintropod. Yeah, check us out there because we'll be uh, updating that with just whenever we're dropping episodes. If you're not subscribed to our podcast, you know, check us out on the socials and stuff too for more updates on when we're going to be posting episodes. You know, uh, Dan does a lot of cool stuff with the logos and gifts, and you can see all that work there. So, yeah, check us out and uh, stay tuned for the next one. All right. Bye, humans. All right. Bye, uh, you damn dirty apes. (laughs)